Nimoy. I'm calling him Leo because that's Leo that's how I roll. Leonard. We don't Leo Nimoy. <laughs> oh boy, could you could you imagine? Oh man, when he takes the uh, years so off, yeah, the he's options. Leo. It's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 Hey folks, welcome to episode 80, 87? Adam, is that right? 87 of Movie so. Toast? Look at that, man. Whew, dude, where did all the right. time go, dude? It just flies. I know for a lot of you, 2020 whipped by just in a blink of an eye, but we are still chugging along. Movie Toast is still bringing you the reviews. Um, Adam, how are you doing this week, sir? I'm I'm great, man. I'm up in uh, Maine right now, one with nature. Shocked that I have Wi-Fi. Oh. So happy to be doing this. Nice. Today, right before we recorded, we watched Army of the Dead, and I was awake the whole time. I totally agree with your review last week. Hey, congrats! Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. And have we, so you enjoyed it? You I hated liked it? it. It was good. No, no. I pretty much nice. got everything that happened. I missed a few important things that happened here and there, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It definitely moved up a few nice. notches uh, on my score. So, okay, yeah. cool. That's all I was hoping for. That's all I was hoping for. Good, good now, to hear. With man. that, Dennis, <laughs> uh, we, we, since we yes. did that, I wanted to find out what the audience, uh, I wanted to know with a little poll talk here I'm jumping into, uh, what their favorite modern zombie movie is from the past couple of years. Uh, hashtag Alive, Train to the Sun, Zombieland, and Shaun of the Dead. Oh, dude, you picked... Really damn good titles, mm-hmm. man. And I gotta say, and I, like, I'm gonna. Oh, I would defend yes. each and every one of these for their own merit. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna have a lot of strong opinions for the, the you audience that didn't vote for the things that. <laughs> that <laughs> no matter what, I'm gonna be mad. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> I'm gonna be upset because whatever's at the bottom shouldn't be there. Oh no! What's I the agree, least 100%. voted for item? Uh, that would be 0% for Shaun of the Dead, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. <gasps> oh, that's the yeah. last thing I would have guessed. Right? That is I, I honestly pictured, the last thing I would have guessed in that group. I would have pictured something but, completely different. Yeah. But the, so for second place, there's a tie. Ooh, okay. Hashtag Alive. No. Is one of them. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, audience. All right. All so, right. So uh, apparently, people liked your review. Hopefully, and they checked it out. And sixty-seven percent sweeps. So uh, we got Zombieland and Train to Busan tied for seventeen percent each. Wow. Yeah, I did not now, see it going folks, that way. I thought that would have been like really? last place position. What do you dislike about Shaun of the Dead so much, folks? I'm genuinely curious. I would honestly rank Shaun of the Dead higher than Zombieland. Actually, oh, yeah. I mean, I love zombie. It, it, Don't get me wrong. Me too. Me Shaun too. But it's like its among own. these four, Zombieland would be at the bottom of the stack for me personally. Just saying. I mean, there's Train to so Busan. Tough, like coming up with these. Well, Shaun of the Dead, I've, hashtag alive, Train to Busan, then Zombieland. But it's like, I can see I'm talking I can, about I, first I can, place, first place point two, first place point three. Like they're so close. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're close. Yeah. 
Like, I bet they're, they, I get it. They're, they're different genres. The one's a buddy comedy. One's a kind of a family comedy. One's a very hard hitting uh, drama. Mm-hmm. And another one's like a survival story. And it's, they're, they're all different. So I, I get it, I Ooh, guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's Damn. weird. Oh, interesting. No, I, but that's why we yeah. do these folks. We love to see the results. I, I love hearing the difference of opinion and it's, it, it tells us what you're into. That's, that was cool. Never would have guessed yeah, right? those it's, results, to be honest. When I saw those come in, I'm like, holy cow. But uh, so another thing we've reviewed last week, or by we, I mean you, uh, you've been giving us weekly updates on Star Wars The Bad Batch. So I wanted to know what uh, movie involving stars people like the most. So I gave Star Wars, Star Trek, Starship Troopers, and Stars Scare Me. As if people are afraid of stars because they're up there in the solar system terrifying people. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite Can't star movie. At nighttime. Well, it's, you, it just, it's horrifying. <laughs> it's not the moon. It's the stars. Um, yeah. <laughs> Might be you, some man. of those I mean, you know stars I'm, exploding. They do. They tend to do that. We've witnessed a couple. So I, I think it's something to be concerned just about. Death off. stars do explode. Watch out for those rebels. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Oh shoot! Well, uh, damn. What do you think? What do you think? All right, if you had to guess, I mean, I know you know the answer. What was your impression going into this poll? I honestly, I figured it would have been maybe like a very close, like split between Star Trek and Star Wars. But I feel like there's a high <sighs> Star Wars is in my blood, and I love it. But I feel like Star Trek is its own very high pedigree. So I, I'd say probably Star Trek. Yes, if I had to guess without knowing anything. Oh, interesting. I would, yeah, I would, I my knee jerk reaction is Star Wars, but I feel like Star okay. Trek would be the close second because the, you know, the Trekkies got it good. They, they've, they have mm-hmm. honestly a lot more material to reference. They have a lot more. They do. To years call back to. Years. And I give them props for that. Yeah. And different it's, series. I, I am jealous. And... <laughs> yes. And books. Yeah, but and not games. too much. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so, so what, what the book say? Went to. Zero percent went to Starship Troopers, and I'm like, "Wow, no love for the oh. troops." All right, seventeen percent went to Federation. Stars Scare Me. Wow! So some people out there might be afraid of stars, or like a good joke answer, which I approve. <laughs> um, so that, that leaves... was such a good movie, though. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if it was a movie and I did not know, and I, I thought I made it? it turns out, yeah, uh, it's this indie know, flick that was just this really intense drama. Now I want to look that up, but I, I'm afraid it won't have results. <laughs> uh, so there's a 50% and 33%. Did you want to put put a bet on on either or? 50 and 33. Well, 50s. I, I, yeah. I have to bet on Star Wars. Got to put it on Star Wars. Okay. All right. Yeah, Star Wars. 50%, 33 for the Trek. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so I like the way that turned out. Although I wish Star Wars uh, got a little love. As it should be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I. You know. You know how I. I love the the schlocky Starship Troopers. Uh, fantastic film. We got to work on a movie with the guy who made miniatures for for Starship Troopers. That was that was awesome. Hmm. That's about as close as we get to yeah. that <laughs> to that reference. But hey. Oh boy, fun times. So what do you got up next? 
I got I got I had some questions about what people were looking forward to this previous weekend release wise. If people were more excited for a Quiet Place Part Two or Cruella or I need to see them both or neither of those. Oh, oof, interesting, divisive. Where where are we at? Yeah, what they say. All right, so zero percent went to neither of those. So I was happy about that. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good because I feel like they they both sound interesting. Yeah. I think so. There are some big movies that just came out. I, I figured twenty uh, percent went to. I need to see them both. I'm like, all right, that's legit. So then that brings oh. us twenty four and fifty six. So it's quiet some place too. Numbers. Gonna throw it 56. out there, man. Yeah, quiet place two's uh, got to take the top spot. I feel like we're hyped a, for it. It's a it's it's a twenty four percent. I was shocked. People are more excited for uh, Cruella. Maybe it's the fact that they can watch really? it at home or in the cinema. I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. Mm, true. That makes sense, though. So no, that's a good point. Needless, that's a good point. needless to say, uh, both those movies will be reviewed later on in this episode. So uh, if you're looking forward to either of them, uh, please stick around. But Dennis, yeah, don't we have a new ritual that we like to do, right? What's coming up next? Oh, yeah. We're about to enter the pit, folks. This is... This is a battle that has been raging for four episodes now. You know it. You've guessed it. We're we're going in to trivia. It is two to two. Adam and I are evenly matched, and we're about to Total find time. out who's going to take this week. All right, man. Um, we're evenly matched. So but I would like to extend yeah, so to you let, the let's, first let's, question. All right, thank you. You went first last week, so. But I mean, I figured yeah. I thought winners first, but uh, just for a rundown for people who are new to the show, uh, the, the categories we have, uh, they're kind of double teamed. It's like comedy or cartoon, action, adventure, drama, musical and horror sci fi. So those are what we have to choose from. And uh, we both have strengths on our, on our own. But uh, sometimes there's some really wacky questions out there. So I'm going to I'm going to go for a horror sci fi because I didn't choose one last week. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I again, uh, we we have a lot of crossover in some of these genres, and I feel like you know a lot of the same movies I do. So it, it's an even match, as as the score shows. But here, Adam, is your first horror sci-fi question: A group of scientists find a way to travel back in time in what low-budget movie? And I will give you three options. It is either hmm. Primer. The Time Traveler or Starship Troopers. Now I'll read the question one oh, more time. Well, look at that. Look at that, people. Starship Troopers showing a little love. <laughs> um, so uh, it's God. Uh, you said it's a smaller movie. Is that what it said in yeah, the question? I'll, I'll, re- I'll read it one more time. A group of scientists find a way to travel back in time in what low budget movie? Primer. Okay. The Time Traveler or Starship Troopers. Now, my gut says The Time Traveler, but nay, nay, nay. I'm going to say Primer because that's a smaller movie. It's low budget. It's pretty critically acclaimed. Uh, So I'm going to go with Primer. Sir, you have the first answer of the evening. That is correct. You you took it. You took it. Primer was the answer. Nice. All right, well, what do you want? What's your category of uh, choice tonight? You know what? Number one? Um, horror, genre, horror sci-fi is pretty good to me, so I think I'm going to start there. All right. 
All right, so I think you got this one. What 1978 remake stars Donald Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum, and Leonard Nimoy? Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Star Trek, or Alien? Once again, what 1978 remake stars Donald Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum, and Leo Nimoy? So uh, it's an Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Star Trek, or Alien? I'm going to say Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm going to say you got that correct. One to one, Ooh. kids. That's how we're doing this. It's all he tied. It's the first adventure. round. <laughs> oh, I got you, man. So, no, this is all right. This is a classic. There's going to be a lot of judgment if you get this wrong, and there are no. Uh, I don't have I'll multiple answers wrong. in this one. Okay. Way to rub my nose in it. What character said, "Go ahead, make my day." Oh, see, now this is a very interestingly worded because I know I kind of want to say Dirty Harry, but I kind of want to say the man with no name, but I'm going to say Dirty Harry, I guess. Well, you said the answer, so that is it. It is Dirty Harry or Harry Callahan for uh, for those Dirty Harry oh. fans. That That is correct. Nice job. Nice, well done. Well done. Tommy Callahan. All right, dude. Oh, boy. That's a different movie. Harry. Harry. No, I know. Not I Tommy. Know. Otherwise, I it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I was thinking about Tommy well, Boy. I want to change lanes. I'm going to go to action adventure. Okay. Well, I'm just going to give you the point. Uh, <laughs> who directed The Terminator? James Cameron. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, no, That's two. Oh. ABC, one, two, three, oh. to choose from. No shit! I panicked. Yeah, he, I panicked. I think he did one too. Oh, that's oh, right. Good. It was. You're good. Uh, yeah. Stay, yep. stay oh, there. God. <laughs> stay th- Shut up, Dennis. Right, so shut up. <laughs> so we're tied. What two to two? Right. <laughs> As it does, man. That's how. That's how it lands. Um, all right, all right. This could be a tiebreaker. Let's do comedy cartoon for five hundred, oh. Alex. For for five hundred. Ooh, shit! Betting it all, huh? Um, All right. This is a true or false. R.I.P. True or false. Huey, Louie, and Dewey are Donald Duck's sons. True. No, that's false. false. They're nephews. That's you. You know, you're Disney man. You are correct. They are his nephews. You got the reference. I'm surprised that was in the movie trivia. Stuff, but yeah. Well, Huey, they Dewey, do have Louis a movie. They do, and I keep saying I'm gonna rewatch it. Really? Oh, which... yeah, yeah. They, they, I'm not I, aware. I, I'm not sure if it was before the cartoon or after the cartoon, but I remember like it's like I think Scrooge is wearing like a kind of like a cool like button up. He looks like indie a little bit, and there's like a mummy. Oh. I don't know. I feel like it, it was before. I could be wrong, but I believe they're okay. on a treasure hunt in the movie. And I think oh, the Google boys oh, are asking. Sounds familiar. Okay, actually, shit. I think we're at our, our tiebreaker. If I don't get this question right, you've taken mm-hmm. this episode. So, um, I, th- I think I'm going to stick with the action adventure. I'm feeling good there this week. Let's do it. Oh, Dennis. 
you should have stuck with horror sci-fi. Like oh. maybe you'll 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 do better because you would have probably knocked that one. You could knock this one out, but I would not. I'll tell you that off the top of my head, I wouldn't. But hopefully, I'm rooting for you here. How old was Sean Connery when he first appeared as James Bond in the 1962 movie Doctor No? I I can give you some some hints here. It could be 28, 30, or 32. Once again, how old was Sean Connery when he first appeared in 1962's Dr. No? Dr. No. 28, He is the oldest Bond. Um, I'm going to say mm-hmm. 32 because he's... Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. You should probably yeah. stay there, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, you yeah, I was are right. Say, I'm sorry. I didn't want to let you talk yourself out of that because... No, no, no. I, I was just going to keep leaning that one. direction... Boom. All right. 32. Yeah. He was the oldest Bond. Good. So, woo. All right. That's that's good. When you said that, I'm like, hopefully you get this. <laughs> this is a toughie because now we're in the tiebreaker phase. A part of me wants to do drama musical, but I'm like, ah, comedy cartoon. No, no, no. You know what? Screw it. I, I, I can I can lose. I can I can I can lose a, a second week, third week in a row. Let's do drama <laughs> musical. Oh, I see. But this is kind of your lane, though. So. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, in yeah. fact, I haven't watched this film, and I believe you have, so you have an edge. Mm. Um, what 2008 movie starring Alan Rickman is about the California wine industry? A 2008 movie Alan starring Rickman? Alan Rickman. Alan In a wine industry. Rickman. In 2008, you said? Professor Snape? Drinking wine. Yes. Falling off know. a Nakatomi <laughs> with a glass of oh my California's God. finest. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to remember 2008 as the year that we, we were in school, so I didn't see too many movies freshman year because I was, I have no excuse. Um, but gosh, God, this is a movie. I mean, the only wine movie I can think of is Sideways, but I know Alan Rickman's not in that. Uh, that came out in like 2006, I think. Yeah, it's like there were some there were some wine movies for for a couple of years. Like we got we got hit with the wine pretty hard. I mean, I was if only this for wine like country a wine mixer. Oh yeah, no. If only you didn't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say wine country because I did not know that off the top of my head. I'm gonna say Step Brothers because. Boats and Hose, and I know he wasn't in it, but uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. We only uh, play 80s uh, Joel. <laughs> no, sir, unfortunately, you've here? taken the first dive. Uh, the, the answer is Bottle Shock. Bottle Shock. That is oh, oh. the correct answer. Bottle Shock. So, they, therein lies in it, but we're still yeah. at three to three, so I need to get a question yes. right, or we you are do. tied. You really do. All right, man. That blows my horror sci-fi. How long do replicants live in Blade Runner? Four, five, or eight years? Once again, the movie Blade Runner. How long do the replicants live for? I hope you get this wrong so we can go one more round. But I also hope you get it right. Fuck you. (laughs) It is four. (laughs) It's short. It's congratulations. Thank you, sir. Hey, I finally come out ahead. <laughs> you went ahead the past two weeks. I feel like you hustled me those first two weeks. Um, but did, wow, wasn't wasn't there a cut where 
where uh, Harrison Ford was a replicant? No. Or am I, oh. I never... I don't know. Those movies bored me. He got close to a replicant. Oh, really? Oh, I love that fucking 80s. Yeah, I, I hated that. Oh, and I hated the 2048 or whatever it was. Oh, I, I man. Thought it was visually pleasing, but not okay. pleasing to my hey. uh, my taste. Fair enough. Fair enough. It is what it is, though. Yeah, 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 man. Hey, that's 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 what movie toast is. Difference of opinions. We're here to tell you what we think of the movies, but your reactions might be different. And uh, I know, Adam. First up, you you're diving back into the series you've been delivering every week, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say about your next entry. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Dennis. As you know, the roads have been empty this past year. And if cars have not been zooming to the cinema at the movies, you can relate to family and things like popcorn and that butter that looks nothing like butter. We just watched the sketch they did uh, two weeks ago on SNL with uh, Vin Diesel. It was very pleasing before we did this. It was great. If you haven't seen it, look up uh, Vin Diesel AMC SNL. Great, yes. great sketch. But that brings Good me stuff. into uh, <laughs> uh, I-, I reviewed this week Fast Five. went from mission impossible to mission of freaking sanity we stick to the plan if you're gonna survive stop thinking like a cop you're in my world now so uh last we we heard in in fast and furious which i reviewed on the previous episode uh our guys were trying to find out who killed letty and they had to come together even though they broke up because of cheating and lying and this and that. But in this, the movie picks up with Vin Diesel on trial and he's sentenced to go to prison. Oh. I don't know what he did. All right. So in the last movie, Dennis, if if I recall correctly, and I may <laughs> not be, but two Sorry. of them were working to take down a, a, a drug dealer. <laughs> Uh, I believe heroin smuggler or something. And the government was going to wipe Dom Toretto's that's Vin Diesel, his slate clear. And yeah, he did I was going to say, so I don't know. Was if that not asleep, on the table? Something must have happened. <laughs> I, hmm. I guess not because he's now going to prison and his slate when, is when dirty. in court. We see very his dirty. slate is very dirty. It is not clean at all. I would have someone check that. I'd, I'd have Rosie, the robot from the Jetsons <laughs> with it. I'd, 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 I'd put it through a washing machine. I'd probably it break the washing speckled. machine. It is destroyed. It, it looks like destroyed. someone, like an elephant, just took a large poop on it. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So, uh, and as this is happening, we find out that Brian, who's played by Paul Walker, R.I.P. Paul Walker, um, he is now a member of the FBI. So oh. it's like, one thing I didn't realize until someone called it out, fucking the first movie he was in the LAPD then he was on the run now he's in the FBI after being on the run I don't know how any of this works but I don't know hey after- man, okay let me throw this out there real quick real quick real quick he was he was an undercover okay. cop for LAPD he earned his stripes by sure. going deep undercover maybe there was someone in the FBI recognized hey this guy is willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done yeah he sounds he, like FBI he material deep enough to let Dom Toretto, the number one street racer who stole or uh, might have stole a, a bunch allegedly, of DVD players. Allegedly. Stole. Yeah. No proof, people. 
Because <laughs> his slate was but anyways, clean. But it wasn't. Because he's, he's in court. Yeah, he, he, he's in court. He's on a prison transport. <laughs> and uh, then we see in the middle of the desert, we see these fast cars coming, coming. And there's a whole sting operation. The bus flips over. They set Toretto free. And now our family is on the run. They head to, <laughs> I want to say, some foreign country. I, I don't keep up with this anymore. But now, now they get to this other country. And they are now being chased down by a bad guy who they have something that belongs to him and they're also being chased down by the baddest hombre in town they're being chased by uh none other than Dwayne the rock johnson Ooh. as i don't know is he is he uh hobbs yeah lieutenant hobbs yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna say is he shaw is he hobbs but i'm like no no we're not there yet but regardless so, yeah, so you can smell what down. he's cooking Oh, sorry. Shit. <laughs> you definitely can. No, no, it's all good. He's cooking some stuff, and I don't want to smell it. But uh, so the the government's tracking down these guys. The bad guys are tracking down these guys. And what's happening finally? The family is coming together. They're bringing everybody from previous movies together. Oh, for such a great movie here. Uh, now we're getting Ludacris. We're getting Tyrese. We're getting people from... Uh, Fast and Furious. We're getting someone from the Fast and Furious who left the family because he knew Brian was in the police force, but Dom didn't believe him. Oh hmm. man! So so much is happening here. It's and then we find out that Brian knocked up Vin Diesel's sister, and now there's going to be more oh. a little Toretto in the family. A bigger a family. I don't know what his last name is. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a another another O'Connor. <laughs> little O'Connor, but. <laughs> He's driving right out of the womb, just instantly. <laughs> that's the that's the sequel to Baby Driver. Oh, the real Baby Driver. Uh, it's a baby which, uh, behind the if... wheel. <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with Baby Driver, although they did say that uh, Edgar Wright does have a script for Baby Driver too. But in the news last <laughs> week was uh, Boss Baby. Uh, they're making a sequel, and it was supposed to come out in August, but now it's coming out in July. And Dennis, you are going to be able to watch it at home for free with Peacock because it, they're showing it on Peacock for free. Oh, oh I'm shit. very excited. But well, all right. I'm going to catch up to the boss babies. If, if it was a boss baby driver, yeah. we'd have a crossover of all three film universes. Ooh. Universe I. Oh, I'd watch that. That would, that would be a story arc. Ooh, then you throw an epic. Jurassic Park in the fold. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I can't handle it. So you gotta, you gotta Two, stop, man. All um, the Universal <laughs> in one movie. <laughs> so, so they they bring all these people from the other movies to because they want to rob the richest man in this country, who has all the cops under his wing, and okay. this and that, and uh, yeah. Um, Oh boy, this movie started slow. It sounded labored. The extended director's cut, but damn, was the action good! And damn, was it sweet to see The Rock and Vin Diesel fight because <laughs> it's like they're having a fucking WWE wrestler getting punch for punch, getting getting his butt kicked by a guy who wears like painter's clothing and and says things <laughs> like "family." It's unbelievable, but I mean. <laughs> It's fun. You believe it. It's a romp. I'm going to give Fast Five 
I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three slices of the toast. And one thing that really blows my mind here, I, I saw an article after I watched this, and I'm like, well, this is weird timing. Justin Lin is the director of this one, uh, and he also oh, yeah. directs Fast. Uh, sorry, he, he also is going to direct F9. But he said he got the idea to bring all these characters from the other movies in from a crossover episode of The Golden Girls, where they brought other people in from oh, other shows God. because there was like a storm happening in Miami. So I'm like, that is amazing. That Golden Girls inspired the biggest family in 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 the fast and furious franchise so good on the girls that is awesome that is fucking awesome (laughs) so yeah it's like i know i didn't give a good review i didn't review shit on that but it's just pure cinema at its finest and the fact that you can have these like regular street racing cars pulling a giant vault through a city and being chased <laughs> by police and by dirty cops and by fucking the rock and get away with it. I don't know. I, I just don't know where else to go, Dennis, but I, I think you might know a little bit something about a, a movie with a vault and action. Psh, sir, I can continue the crime and the high stakes in my film review. I'm talking about the 2021 release of the vault. <laughs> I'm the owner of a salvage business, and I have a job over. I want you to help me break into the most secure vault in the world. <laughs> okay, very good. Do you know who Francis Drake was? He stole the Spanish treasure. And that's what's in the bag. Untold wealth. You probably need a safe cracker. I'm an engineer. I need your mind. Where others see an impossible task, we might see a solution. This is a film starring Freddie Highmore, Liam Cunningham, and Astrid Berger Frisbee. I apologize if I said her name wrong. Um, This is a heist kind of action crime movie uh, based over uh, several countries in Europe and a little bit in the ocean, actually, which kind of gave me some anxiety. (laughs) Um, This was actually a really cool movie. I was intrigued by the trailer, the cast right away. I wanted to jump in just... I, I know these are people who can perform at a high level. Let's do it. I my wife and I were sold. Let's go see. Let's go see what it looks like stealing some gold. That's what we thought we were sold on. So getting into the film, we start off. The opening credits are actually really cool. At first, I was like annoyed with like the fucking three straight minutes of production company opening title cards. And it's like, Jesus, which one of these is going to be the movie? (laughs) And then we finally start hearing this like. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but then I realized you're hearing water rushing over a microphone and then we start getting credits and title cards and and then you see objects kind of moving past the camera as the the credits are going by and then you realize we are under the ocean looking up at a galleon that is being sunk and it's it's 1645 and you're just seeing all of the pieces of the ship being sunk by some other it's just getting shot the fuck up by another ship and Uh, The debris is falling below, but the camera settles on a particular chest, a small one, mind you, but it has a Latin phrase inscribed across it. But we get a really solid shot of it as it passes by and sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Fast forward to almost present day. I believe it's 2009, if I'm mistaken. And then we have Liam Cunningham. He's the captain of a recovery ship. We are out trying to dig up whatever gold we can find. These are this is a team assembled to just find sunken treasure and the like. They they re- regard themselves and refer to themselves as a recovery team, quote unquote. 
And uh, over the course of the dive, we find out we are technically in Spanish waters, but we are trying to recover British gold. So this is a British team that believes, well, we, we have a right to the gold down here because it was stolen by the Spanish crown and we are here to reclaim what is rightfully ours, blah, blah, blah. We have a connection with MI6. Um, the uh, MI6 character is played by the previous Phoenix herself. Uh, Famke Jansen? Uh, fin, 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 yep. yep, yep. Yes. She, she is playing the MI6 agent that is in connection, that is in contact with uh, Liam Cunham. And, and she's just like, hey, we, we can't, we don't have any jurisdiction as, you know, as awesome as you think MI6 is, we can't actually intervene. So best of luck to you. Sorry, you invaded foreign soil. And <laughs> it's just, we're kind of cut off and he's, he's defeated. And he, and Liam Cunham is a man, he's a character that is driven by the hunt. And he, and like in the, character dialogue itself he says i'm not trying to steal anything it's i i'm he's driven by the hunt itself by trying to pursue an object or a find that you're told you cannot retrieve that is what drives him so he's been searching for this treasure box like this this uh case of gold for 10 years so we catch up to present quote unquote present day it's 2019 uh freddie highmore is at cambridge He's quickly uh, cycling his bike up to an office and he's, he's meeting with this engineer company. And these three guys are like, hey, we desperately want to hire you. Don't you want to work for us? Freddie Highmore is like, mm -hmm, I don't know. I've had all of these meetings all day. I guess uh, I'll see what everyone else has to say. And it's like, annoyingly, it's, it's, it's very obvious. He's an uber intelligent engineer who is just brilliant behind uh, beyond his years. His father is desperately throwing all of these interviews in front, in front of him. They, he comes from a very wealthy family. He's very, very well off, but he's also so smart. He's like too smart for everything put in front of him. He needs a challenge. In the middle of his interview, he received a text message. If you And he's intrigued by what the words say. Uh, he starts following... He's, Starts following the trail, leads him out of the office, leads him out of his interview. He he shoots himself in the foot by by ruining his impression with the people he was talking to. This like oil company or something. I forget. It really wasn't important. We never see them again. Um, come to find out, it's Liam Cunningham trying to recruit him for his team. They're going to go and recover the chest that was taken from them by the Spanish crown. Now, this is where the movie really gets set up. We start off with these really gorgeous diving shots, and they clearly spent a good amount of money on these diving shots. Then this is where the movie takes a little bit of a turn. We get hit hard with some very low budget CG coverage. And, and what's interesting is you can tell we saw a lot of under the ocean stuff that you can tell we actually got some really real and good looking shots of under the water. We raised the stakes. We had someone s swim into a shipwreck that started to fall off a cliff, but he made it out just in time. He was free diving. He almost ran out of air. And it was like, holy shit, I would just watch a movie just based on this. But what's interesting to me is the movie didn't seem to acknowledge we've raised the stakes enough. And it seems to forget that we've heightened the audience's expectation after a certain period because we start to cycle the same rhythm every 25 to 35 minutes or so. And this is like a two hour long movie. So it's like, huh, 
there was a certain point where I started to feel like we started to watch the same scenes cycle back again. Even the dialogue starts to repeat. Um, what it boils down to is we find out the chest is hidden in the Bank of Spain. We need to break into basically the most secure location on the planet. We have a bank parked across the street from the head of the military in the capital of the city, and it's all going down during the World Cup finals. So this is where the heist really takes place. We're going to steal back this chest that they believe belongs to the English crown, but it was stolen by Spanish privateers back in the 1600s, and it's been on Spanish soil all this time. So you have this conflict of it should belong to the Spaniards, but the English believe it belongs to them. We have these heightened, like kind of Ocean's Eleven like moments of how are we going to figure out this problem? We it's a good thing we got this engineer. Hey kid, we expect you to figure this thing out. As 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 fun as it was for the first thirty five minutes, we just kind of keep hitting the same beats over and over again. And I got to be honest, well, my wife and I really look at each meandering. other. It did for like an hour, right in the middle of the movie. And that's where it really started to lose me. I was having a really good time in the first half hour or so of the film. And then we just hit the same beats. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And then you you heard me rattle off the names. These are people you've heard of. These are people you I feel you should have a high expectation of. Every character is very one-dimensional. So... I mean, I don't know. I hate to draw broad conclusions, but maybe this goes along with your last film review. I think The Vault is trying to be the first in series, especially now. I don't want to give away. Mm. I don't want to give away the ending and I don't want to spoil too much. But there are a couple fairly predictable turns the film takes. And then the movie ends on a note where you're just like, oh, God, fine. Yes, okay, of course, you're trying to build up a sequel. Can we just enjoy the film you invested us into? I think you can. I think you can. Should you have the same high bar set for Freddie Highmore you always do from the other series you're familiar with him in, the other movies you're familiar with him in? No. This is a summer, middle-of-the-road film. This is the, the popcorn masher between the next... Marvel between the next high concept indie film that made it to theaters. Um, I think this is an okay movie to enjoy, but don't don't hold your breath. Don't expect this to be the thing that just knocks your socks off. Okay, uh, I don't want to scare you away, but this is not the finest performance you've ever seen from this cast. Um, I'm giving The Vault, which, by the way, is available on Amazon Prime, which is where we rented it for $3.99. I'm giving it Two and a half slices. It's a decent heist film, but it's not the most original thing we've seen. Um, less comedy than an Oceans film, but we probably hit as many, like, how do we figure out the next step kind of moments, you know? Uh, we just repeat a lot of the same pattern. We have a lot of Liam Cunningham trying to step in. Oh, I can solve the problem. But then, oh no, we got to lean on the young kid, the new, the new arrival, He's got to figure it out because we can't sacrifice the big, brilliant mind. And Freddie Highmore always has the answer. So don't fret. We'll we'll make it through to the other side. But it's not a bad trip nonetheless. So uh, the vault again, two and a half slices over on Amazon Prime. That sounds like a very loud movie, Dennis. 
but I appreciate you bearing through it for all of us. Oh, you know, it's it 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 wasn't bad, but it was like it was all right. I was kind of, especially after watching the trailer, yeah. I kind of had a higher expectation, especially for the cast. Uh, Liam Cunningham, mm. I, I liked that he's playing a nautical themed character still, given that we, I, you know, my wife and I just <laughs> got through Game of Thrones. I thought it was funny. He's still someone who lives on a ship. So <laughs> that was kind of silly. But hey. why? Why not? You're right. I, I was I was being very loud. Let's let's bring it down. Let's get real quiet. Like. Yes. Yes. So shh, shh. I watched. Oh, I can take my shoes off. <laughs> Shit! They heard me. I'm trying, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do sign language, but you can't see it. I can't see it's it. an audio. I thing. can't see you. But uh, okay. Oh, okay. See, that's not good. So I, uh, I saw a movie. Oh, sorry. I can't. I can't keep this. Up <laughs> you don't have to. We can talk normal. It's fine. So I saw a movie that was supposed to come out last year that just came out last weekend. I saw A Quiet Place Part 2. I don't know why you came all the way up here. There's nothing left. There are people out there. People worth saving. People had finally given up hope. Now, awesome. If you haven't seen a quiet place, it's about. Uh, uh, monsters, aliens, creatures kind of inhabit Earth and they they are attracted to sound and they will kill anything that comes in their way with sound, essentially. And we follow a family of John Krasansky, uh Emily Blunt, is it oh, yes, Blunt? Yes, Emily no. Blunt. Yeah. M- right? Mrs. Krasinski. Okay. And, uh, or Mr. Blunt, depending yes. on. And some some children. And uh, we see how they realize, oh, shoot, we got to be quiet. We got to move as a her. We got to do all these things. And A Quiet Place ends. Uh, spoiler, sorry. But uh, there's there's a very, like, action-packed scene where Emily Blunt, like, loads a shotgun. And you're like, oh, shit, she's ready to kick some ass. I can't wait to see if, if what she's going to do next. Because she's, like, the most badass person at the end of this this first movie. And I was ready for that. I was ready to see Mama Bear save her family Protect those cubs yeah do what it takes to kill some creatures yes because because jim from the office had ceased to exist jim, jim the bit the dust uh, <laughs> hooting and hollering thanos snapped him away yeah <laughs> so this movie picks up in an interesting way um we actually start off on day one of the invasion so we're seeing uh, John Krasansky going to town and at first you're like oh shit is this the regular town because there's no cars there's no people there's no sound but he, he comes in he goes to a store and you see on the TV uh, that the owner's watching like talking about like a bomb or something that went off and it's just awkward because oh. you're like oh shit I know what that is that's the aliens invading yeah. but he doesn't think anything of it he leaves the store and you see him go to his son's like 
baseball game and you meet a neighbor of his played by Cillian Murphy. You meet his family. And then in the middle of the game, the middle of the game, like you see something like fiery crashing down from the sky and everyone starts running away and then action ensues. And this breathtaking sequence that you see most of it in the trailer for quiet place part two, but it's just something to see on the big screen of them reacting to the aliens coming right away. And then it cuts forward to right where the last movie stopped and the mom and the kids are walking through an abandoned failed and out of nowhere, this one of the sons steps on a bear trap and his leg gets clenched in it and he screams bloody hell. And of course his mom tries stopping it, but the creatures come at him and then poof, someone shoots at the creature and they end up running through like a stale mine or stale, some, some building that makes stale and whatnot. Okay. I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm not a scientist. Smelting factory. And this guy rushes up, grabs the sun. Yeah. And then some guy grabs the sun and they all run and hide inside like this kind of like vault or something like that. And then we see, oh shit, it's Cillian Murphy. And he's like, yeah, my family died, this and that. I, I have no supplies. I can't keep you guys here. You can stay the night, but after that, you guys got to leave. And Emily Blunt's like, oh, whatever, cool. Well, this is good, at least for the night. And uh, then we see the son. He's kind of r- relaxing, and his sister is putting, like, headphones on him so he can try to hear music. But, of course, there's nothing but static, and they're searching on the radio. And then you hear that song, Somewhere by the Sea, and it's on loop. And, like, she realizes, oh, shit, I think this is a sign. There's people. Hmm. Uh, I kind of pinpoint it, like, oh. the, the where, where this radio frequency is coming from. I think there's an island where people are safe. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to find them. I don't want mom or you guys or anybody to follow. I'm going to go get them. I'm going to bring them back. So she goes off, and the, the, the brother's like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. And she doesn't listen. And... uh and then the next morning we find out she did it and Emily Blunt is like begging Silly Murphy, please, please go grab my daughter. I, she needs your help. This and that. And he reluctantly goes and saves her. And thus far he goes off. The two of them go on a journey. The mom kind of stays with her baby and her son. And then she kind of goes off. And then the son and this baby have this, there's, there's like three different stories happening here, but oh damn, it's a good movie. Uh, it, there's some rough stuff that have happens. There's some cool things that happen, but it's not the movie that I personally want. I wanted to see Emily Blunt kicking ass, killing aliens left and right, not relying on some man to save her child. I wanted to see oh. her kicking oh, in the shoot. high gear yeah. and kicking ass. I don't know. I, and I feel like it was kind of her being underused. And I get she had a daughter, she had a, a baby she was trying to protect. But yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't fully on board. Uh, I enjoyed the movie, but I, I also like the first movie I saw. We, we, we saw it at a theater that had like, uh, they brought food to your seat and whatnot, like dinner course and stuff. We, and so I couldn't be in a zone to watch a quiet place. And the second one, that's the other thing. It's called a quiet place part two, but they're talking more. There's more loud noises. There's more stuff going on. I'm like, all right, you're already taking me out of the, the novelty. Oh, yeah. Of quiet place. Yeah. And I had some noisy assholes sitting next to oh, me, that's uh, but it's like, whatever. Cool. I, I bared through it because I really wanted to watch it. And I'm going to give a quiet place part two. Uh, 
two and a half slices of toast. Now, take that with a grain of salt. Everyone who's seen it says it's a great movie, but I personally think most people that saw it, this is their first go back to the theater, so they're kind of hungry for whatever they're seeing being the oh, number one sure. movie. Fair enough. And, yeah. But I will say it was kind of cool because I caught it on the opening night, and I caught it with a... Uh, after the film, there was a uh, simultast uh, of J.J. Abrams moderating a Q&A with John Krasinski. So that oh, was kind of cool. cool seeing those two talking and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. And there was some cool, cool stuff. And like one of the person, one person in the audience asked who from the office besides Kevin would survive in this uh, situation. <laughs> and, and he's like, well, I, everyone's probably expecting me to say Dwight, but. Uh, I'm going to go with Creed because he could just bunker up somewhere with like some, some lentil beans and he'd, oh my see, God. he'd see it through. Yes, <sighs> you're right. Creed would totally yeah. be a hardcore survivor <laughs> after like where Dwight might have like yeah. the blood of his enemies painted across his face. Creed's quietly in the background, totally unobserved by everyone else in a cave somewhere where he's got more <laughs> than enough resources purely because he's been so quiet and re- reclusive. He's totally fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. But um yeah, like I said, the movie itself it was good, but I liked the first one a lot more and I had higher expectations and that's all. That, hey, man, that first uh, one is a fantastic inclined, film. That is a hard one to beat. I was very curious about how the second yeah. would play out because like you said, we set the bar very very high with A Quiet Place. And that's the thing, like, I I loved seeing day one. I would have just watched a whole movie based on the first day of this event. Like, it was thrilling what they did because it was like a 20, 30 minute scene almost. And I would watch a whole movie of that and not this other silly Murphy crap. But that's just me. Okay. I don't know. But Dennis, can you? It's still a good movie, but I'll see where they go with the third one. They've already said that they have a plan for a third one, and maybe that might revive it for me. But once again, it's one of those movies where it's like, you shot your fish too soon in that barrel. Well, that's not even a saying, but it's I'll like take you were already it. planning a third one, but you were I like neglecting it. the second well, one. Well, hey, if you're uh, looking for a yeah. plan B, I've got one for you. Okay. How about that? Oh, nice segue. <laughs> uh, the, my next movie for review is Plan B. Lupe? I had sex. What? You banged your crush at your own party? You are my hero. Oh, God. I was peeing and a condom fell out. What? A condom full of goo. Let's get the plan B pill. Is there an alternative? You mean a plan B? Sorry, but I declined to offer you the plan B pill. I have a nice day. Back. Let's go to Planned Parenthood in Rapid City. Hey, do you realize this is our first official road trip? Where are we on here? What do these red lines mean? This really is, needs a pension zone. I hate to tell you, but Planned Parenthood is probably closed for the night. My 24-hour window is closing. Ah! So the condom just fell out? Released this year, 2021. You can watch it now, streaming on Hulu, but it is also available in theaters near you, potentially, if you go out and look for it. Uh, this is a film starring two young talents I personally wasn't familiar with, but they fucking shined on screen. Kuma Verma and Victoria Morales play Sonny and Lupe, our two main characters for this advent, like this little kind of like true to life adventure. Um, now, this is a film that totally gave me some kind of super bad vibes, a little bit of book smart. Uh, it's telling the story of two girls who throw a rager of a party uh, at at uh, Sonny's house. 
um, Sunny is a very reclusive kind of nerdy. She's an anime fan, kind of keeps to herself. She's always the smartest one in the class, but she doesn't kind of put herself out there nearly as much. Her friend Lupe, kind of edgy. She's not, she doesn't seem to be afraid to be herself in the crowd. She speaks her mind, but they're kind of like the, the, they're off to the side of the group. Um, the popular kids kind of shit on them, but they're aware of their social hierarchy and all that shit. Kind of the classic starting point for this type of like, coming of age yet R-rated film that's generally comedic, but this movie kind of has a bit of a twist where I feel like things like uh, Booksmart, Superbad, um, I Love You, Beth Cooper, all of the the, the things that try to, I feel like, hit this mark, they kind of go larger than life. They they go very big. They try to hit things that are very Hmm. unrealistic, this film aims for a much realistic level. These are all very relatable hmm. moments that occur. So what we what ends up happening, we throw this rager at Sunny's house. She thinks, oh, shit, I just threw this cool party. We had all the cool kids at my house. Uh, they got drunk and passed out before the party was even over. <laughs> they got cups and piled on top of them. Hmm. People drawn on their faces and shit. And of course, we wake up the next morning trying to clean the house before mom shows up because she was out of town. Blah, blah, blah. Kind of the same fare you'd expect for this kind of teen comedy movie, except our main character goes goes to the bathroom to pee and she pees out a condom. Oh, shit. And she's freaking out. She just had sex for the first time. So it's like, what the fuck do I do? Her friend Lupe is like, all right, we're, we're going to go to the pharmacy. We're going to pick up the plan B pill. And she's like, OK, is there is there another option that we can take? And she just looks at her. You mean, is there a plan B? <laughs> and we just, we move forward. <laughs> uh, it's it. <laughs> we, we get to the pharmacy and it is run by uh, Jay Chandra Kashar who you may recognize from (laughs) super troopers. And he does classic form delivery, very dry, very hilarious, but it, it sets up uh, the story for the film. He denies them uh, the plan B pill because in the state of South Dakota, you have the, you're able to deny it to someone under 18. If you feel you are morally obligated to say no to them. So they're they're led on this. Yeah, it's like they're led on this fucked up journey. They got to drive three hours away to a Planned Parenthood where she can hopefully get uh, get her morning after pill. And of course, hijinks ensue along the way. But like I said, this is a whole film grounded in reality. And I got to say, I felt a lot throughout the film. We actually had some really, really excellent comedic moments, which are very believable. Like things that probably happened to some of our listeners or things you, you know, happened to a friend of yours, but it it is just a very honest and true to life story. And I had a great time watching it. It, It's something where a lot of those other films I compared it to, where we have these bonding moments between our two characters over some ridiculous hijinks. When it happens in this film, it's like, I believe it. I believe these two have gone through something like this and the chemistry they have on screen, the relationship they have, it totally sells that they've been best friends like their whole lives. And I honestly had a wonderful time watching it. One thing I was surprised with discovering uh, the director of this film, one of my favorite characters from Parks and Recreation, Natalie Morales was uh, was the director here, mm-hmm. she, who played Lucy. Um, 
what I'm sorry, the character who saved Tom Haverford. She she is she is, <laughs> is in a lot of things. I don't want to I don't want to uh, disrespect her career, but that was just for me personally was their most memorable role. But my God, she can tell a damn story like that. I I feel like there isn't a moment wasted in this film. There is a point about three quarters of the way through the film when we're resolving the second act. It slows down just a hair, but I think it's really just so we can take the time to absorb what we've witnessed. We're, we're this is we've been moving at a really fast mm. pace, and there is a slow moment that I think is we just need to soak in everything we've seen, and then it picks right back up and it hits you hard. Um, I had a wonderful time watching this film and I would highly recommend it to anyone who likes this kind of genre of teen edgy comedy adventure film. Like, I don't want to say adventure. That's not quite that, but we're, we're on a journey. We're on a quest. We're not just going to get booze for the party. We're not just trying to get the hot person to look at me. It's I have a dilemma. <laughs> I'm really trying to go and solve something <laughs> very real. And that's why I'm going to give Plan B three and a half slices. This was a very strong film. Oh, boy. And I would highly recommend it to anyone remotely interested in this type of comedy. It felt very true to life. Uh, my wife and I both had the same reaction of just like, we've known, <laughs> we've either met this person in high school or we've heard of this story occurring. And it just, it was really good to see this representation on screen. I had a great time watching it. And again, I would recommend it to anyone who enjoys the style of comedy uh please go check out plan b on who that is you sold me the, the the funny thing is literally last night before i passed out i i was scrolling through hulu and i saw this and i'm like ah, oh, natalie morales i like her she's she's a great actress i don't know these actresses in this movie but i was very intrigued and i i forgot all about it until you literally said you watched this movie and i'm like holy shit i'm happy that it, it it wasn't bad like i'm excited to genuinely i will be watching this i'm not i won't review it but i i can't wait to check it out oh yeah so for sure you. i you're gonna have a great time. I I hundred percent believe you. You're gonna enjoy this one. Oh yeah. Uh, it 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 is not cruel and unusual punishment whatsoever. It'll only be a good time. It's not cruel, but that's 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 weird because I watched a movie called Cruella. From the very beginning, I realized I saw the world differently than everyone else. That didn't sit well with some people. But I wasn't for everyone. I guess they were always scared that I'd be a psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, send some 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 chills down your spine. So this is, of course, a kind of prequel to 101 Dalmatians. This is one of those like kind of falls in the line of Maleficent where you're getting a villain and you're kind of failing for the villain. So this is about an odd girl who's born with like black and white hair straight down the middle. Uh, She kind of has this evil streak in her a bit and her loving, caring mother is so great to her and something tragic happens and she becomes an orphan and she decides she's gonna she meets these two bumbling fools who turn out to be uh, the the two lackeys she has in 101 Dalmatians 
Oh, yes. Played by these two great actors. I don't know who play who plays who because I'm bad with names. But one of the actors is uh, played by Paul Walter Hauser. And he's oh. fantastic. And the other guy, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he's also fantastic. And they have these like two dogs with them. One dog has like an eye patch. Another dog is like Cruella's dog from her childhood. And they're CG, but they look pretty good. So you see them. They're kind of grifters from when they're children. And then they grow up and they're older and they, they become who they are. Uh, but we find out that, um, that Corella wants to be, well, sorry, her name is Estella, but when she lets her evil side out, she goes by the name Cruella, oh. but that doesn't happen until a little later on. But she, she has that jokingly named with her mom as a child. Uh, but she wants to become a fashion designer and she kind of gets her start working for the the creme de la creme of the fashion designing world. Uh, someone played by, uh, Oh God, fuck! I'm I, I I am terrible right now. I feel like I should know her name off the top of my head. Uh, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. That's okay. Right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So she plays this like big hoity-toity. Like if if you want the best clothes around, it's her. And then slowly Estella grows and grows, and uh, then she finds out that there's a link to her and and this this woman, and she wants to steal something from her. And hmm. then you see she slowly uses this Corella character to kind of get revenge on on Emma Thompson. And you also see, oh God, I, I don't want to say anything because it spoils it, but it makes you root for this woman who is a terrible woman in 101 Dalmatians, but you end up loving and caring for her. And there's never a dull moment. It's splashy. It's fun. I have heard some people uh, kind of call this kind of like Disney's version of uh, what's that one movie with Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway. Oh, uh, maybe. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. It is. Uh, uh, yeah. I can only, what's the sad part is I can only see the scenes from the office in my head of Michael walking. In. The devil yes, is probably. There you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah, which is ironic because one of the people who's credited as a story uh, doing the story was the writer oh, for shit. The Devil's Wears Prada. So, yeah, so it makes sense. But God, oh, man. And they, they give you a reason why she would hate Dalmatians. They get, they set so much up. Oh, wow. This movie is fantastic. It, I, I went in and not expecting much out of it. Like I like Emma Stone. I like the cast, but man, this really sold me. And I was happy. I saw it on the big screen. It was fun. It was splashy. Uh, man, I, 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 I I'm going to give Cruella three and a half slice of the toast, uh, and stick around. There's a post credit scene. So beware, don't walk away from the theater. Check it out. Yeah. Don't don't but close I'm, Disney Plus as soon as you see the first credit. Yeah, and there's <laughs> but that's the thing, the credits are kind of cool in this. Like they have like a new spin on the uh Corella DeVille song and uh there it's just oh, like a very funny. nifty stylized credit scene which I'm ashamed to say I did leave because it was like 12:30 1 o'clock in the morning and I'm like I got to I got to go to work in the morning. Then I got to drive. Oh shit. Yeah, so I missed the credit scene, but I did see there was one. But you can kind of see where it's going by the last scene of the movie. They set it up and they just confirm some stuff. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, folks, that concludes our film reviews for today's episode. We're going to lead into the good old TV episode that we are going to cover. And you know it. You love it. You know, I'm here for the Bad Batch. Bad Batch. 
This is episode five, folks. We are we're just jumping right out of our last uh, interaction with a fearsome, a fearsome bounty hunter, and we're we're just trying to stay ahead of getting our heads shot off. Um, we we uh, the batch has decided to take our girl Omega out to Ord Mandel, where which by the way is a actually a classic Star Wars location, although not mentioned too many times. There are a lot of the offshoot series that have events that take place on the planet. Horde Mantle, especially those uh, Shadows of the Empire fans. Um, but uh, we're he- heading out to this corner of the galaxy because there is an old contact of the clone troopers that used to work with the Jedi. So uh, Hunter thinks, yeah, this should be a, a safe bet. We're going to go hit up uh, this person, I, this name I've heard, Sid. And uh, all, all they know is they're named Sid and they're on Ord Mantel. So uh, we, we roll into town trying to see if we can learn what we can without drawing too much attention to ourselves. And uh, right off the bat, Omega picks them out of the out of the bunch. They, they have no idea where to turn. They walk into the bar that they know they're supposed to be in. And the first person off the bat says, ah, get out of here. You don't know who you're looking for. And Omega just walks right up to him. You, you're Sid, aren't you? And they just give up immediately. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. Apparently you're you're the brains of the operation. You're the you're the smart one of all those those dummies. So <laughs> the bad batchers follow him into uh, Sid's back office, and uh, Sid lays out an offer. You know what? I'm willing to give you folks some help, but I'm in need of some help myself. I need you to do me a, d- a favor. You got to do you got to honor my end of the deal before I'm willing to help you. I need you guys to go save a kid named Moochie. Simple enough. All right. We find out we're some slavers on the other side of the planet. We got to go rescue a kid named Moochie. So they, they do their due. You know, they they fly on out there. They're getting ready. They're prepping like it's a, a, a mission that they've faced many times. This is a hostage rescue mission. They've seen where the hostages are. They've seen the baddies. They draw them out. They, they, they do their business, except we find out Moochie's not a... Moochie's not the kid they... Th- thought it's 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 not one of the other alien kids that we we see chained up with the, next to their parent no moochie is an adolescent rancor <laughs> um we, we go to bust out the prisoners and the aliens uh, the other aliens tell us oh oh uh, Mo- Mo- i'm not moochie that is moochie and they point at this young rampaging rancor that Omega let loose as a distraction. And you come to find out this is what ends up being Jabba's personal like pet. This is the rancor that Jabba keeps in the base of his palace that Luke ends up going toe to toe with at the uh, beginning of Return of the Jedi. Now that <laughs> so that is I thought was kind of a fun action. little reference. Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? And let me tell you, a young Rancor is probably scarier than an adult full-size Rancor. A Rancor that can jump and climb up the side of a sheer cliff face is terrifying. And it's brutal. This thing is a beast. And I mean, what would you expect from a Rancor other than it to be a terrifying monster? Uh, but it, it, when the episode resolves... Like I, I told Adam off mic, this is probably one of my favorite Bad Batch episodes. It raises it raises the stakes a little bit and it keeps them up till the end. And one of the things that I tipped off a couple episodes back, unfortunately, it starts to come to fruition. One of our uh, Adam, one of our favorite characters, Wrecker, he begins to show more symptoms no. of his implant. He starts suffering from his headaches 
again, and we haven't seen this in an episode. So they're they're spacing it out. I'm afraid they're going to build him up to be a really bad dude. I'm I'm very curious to see how this plays out. But I I love this last episode of Bad Batch. Episode five was rock solid. Um, if you haven't been keeping up, but you've liked the Star Wars expanded universe and the Clone Wars series, definitely jump in now with five episodes, you have a really good chunk to bite into something you could sink your teeth into. And uh, I think it's still moving at a great clip. We are just sailing through hyperspace on this one. It moves fast. Uh, Bad Batch is still I'm giving a thumbs up. It's still golden brown deliciousness happening over here. But uh, another solid entry in the series. Uh, If if I do say so myself, sir. Well, that's exciting. I'm I'm happy to hear it's still full steam ahead, no issues, and we're still building off of the mythology that we know and love, and things oh, aren't yeah. always what they appear to be. That's awesome. Yes, I, I and it, yeah, it's up. still giving those intriguing little bits. Oh, dude, it it it's it's really good. I I know you're gonna have a fun time watching it, and you folks listening, if you've been following along, I really hope you've been enjoying it just like I have. Uh, more awesome Dave Filoni Star Wars. This is. This is the neck of the woods I'm I'm really enjoying lately. Some of the best Star Wars stuff outside of Mandalorian in the past couple of years, if I do say so myself. So, yeah, I do, gr- great, great material. But uh, and if you yeah, people out there have anything to say for yourselves that you'd like to oh, tell us, yes. you can get at us on the socials. All your big socials at movie underscore toast with the exception of YouTube and Facebook. That is at Movie Toast News and Reviews. But you can find us at Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Discord, all those fine places at Movie underscore Toast. We want to hear from you guys, and we would love to get reviews. If you go over Apple iPod, Apple iPod. Yeah, if you can go over to Apple iPod. (laughs) Netflix podcast face. Yes, right there. If you can go there, or as the kids like to call it, Apple Podcast, and leave us a review, <laughs> we would be so freaking thankful for that. Or if not, if you just want to want to yell at us, uh, you can send us an email at movietoastnewsandreviews at gmail.com. And by that, you can, you can send us an email about anything. You got suggestions, you got uh, questions, comments, concerns, uh, you want to buy some merch, yes. uh, let us know. Yeah, we'll be happy. And you know what? We'll read it on the air if you want to. Send, send us the fan mail, the hate mail. Let us know. Light us up. We'll, we'll, we'll like to let you folks know what it is you're saying back to us. We want to make this a, a conversation. It's, it's, it's fun reviewing the movies, but we got to know the reviews are landing on, uh, landing on your ears. Uh, do, do you agree? Do you disagree? Hit us up in all those places. But aside from all that, we, we know we all got opinions about the movies we like, but I'm sure you have your own opinions about the movies you folks have made. That is where what? Movie Toast the Festival comes into play. That's right, folks. What? You've been hearing it every week, but we're going to hit you one more time. This is for Movie Toast the Festival over at FilmFreeway.com. We have got a show coming up in December that is sure to knock your socks off, or at least those participating in the festival. Um... This is encompassing of as many genres as we can think of, but we definitely have a place for you and your short film. So please check out filmfreeway.com, search for Movie Toast the Festival. We are still there. We are still accepting films, and we are excited to see what you have to offer. 
And Dennis, you're right. They can knock their socks off or hell. They don't even need to wear socks because this is going to be a digital online festival. So wear whatever you want. I'm not judging. But Flippy I am floppies and sweatpants, man. That's what I'll yeah. be wearing. Oh, that's yes. my life. The films. That's that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dennis, what can they do right now if they don't want to spend any money? They don't want to spend any time. They don't want to tell us what's up. What, what can they oh. do? Psh. You know what you can do for free right now? Stay toasty. Stay toasty.